Good evening. Good. Today is Monday, November 22nd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Appendix 1, AA Tradition, and our speaker tonight is Jennifer C. Thank you, Jennifer C. Hey, good evening, everyone. Jennifer C. Uh, recovered in Greenville, South Carolina. And um, first, I want to say that anytime I have an opportunity to, to speak, I am always so grateful. Um, it's a miracle. I am a very low bottom compulsive overeater. And I truly thought that this disease was going to take me out, truly. Um, so this is um, always a, a gift to me. And as I was <clears throat> praying and preparing for this, um, for this talk tonight, I, um, my eyes were open to the fact that, you know, steps one and two are very much a part of traditions one and two in my personal experience with recovery. Um, and that was what was really highlighted to me. So I just want to share about that. And I really want to keep tradition five super close um, as we look at traditions one and two. Um, tradition five says that, you know, each group has but one, one primary purpose. Um, and that is to share the message of recovery, right? Um, to the to the compulsive overeater who is still suffering from this disease. And so I just want to say to anyone that's in the food, like you are why we're here. Like you are the most important person in the room tonight. Um, and our primary purpose is to help you, um, to inspire you and to ultimately point you towards the real solution, um, which is never the food, never the food, always God. Um, always God through this fellowship and through these steps. So tradition one um, states that our common welfare should come first and personal recovery depends upon OA unity. And so this immediately made me think of, um, you know, this concept of power and the fact that in order for me personally to get recovered, like I needed to grasp that I had two powers greater than me, um, lower P and capital P. Um, and both were critical. Both were critical. I could not, I could not put the food down until I embraced both equally. Um, and first of all, the unity, um, the together we can, right? The together we can had to become my new life. Um, I was very isolated and I kept thinking that I was an exception to all the rules. Um, I kept thinking that I didn't need uh, to be quite as immersed in this whole thing as you guys were, right? I thought I could do it with like one foot in, one foot out. Um, and, uh, and today it's like less of me, more of us, right? I can't do this. You can't do this. But together with God, like, we can move mountains. We can move mountains. And, uh, and I truly believe that today. I see it with my own eyes, and I live it. I live it. I live in the, in the together we can. Um, so the big book says that the first step of recovery is that I have to concede um, to my innermost self, like in the deepest 
part of who I am that I am indeed a real compulsive overeater, right? It says that's the first step of recovery. I have to concede. So I have this mind that is going to continue to lead me to the very thing that is destroying me. And I have a mind that's going to forget that abstinence is the most important thing in my life today, right? That's what it means to be a compulsive overeater. Um, and I'm promised euphoria from my own mind. And then my own mind promises me that it's, that it's going to be different this time. And then once again, I'm going to end up starting over and all I'm going to want is another day under my belt. And that's the cycle that I'm in, right? So I consider this a big book promise. Page one of the most um, eye-opening things for me when I was reading uh, <laughs> page XXVI in the doctor's opinion, and I read the line, in this statement, he confirms what we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. So alcoholic torture. When I looked up the word torture, it was pretty powerful to me because the inflict, it, literally the word torture means the infliction of intense pain, often for the pleasure of the one inflicting the pain, right? And when I read that, I was like, wow, that's me. Like I'm inflicting the pain and I'm doing it for the purpose of my own pleasure. Like, wow, that's what it means literally to have an alcoholic mind. Um, and I'm going to do this over and over and over again. Right. And I'm going to do it because, because of the temporary pleasure that it's giving me. And that's, that's the alcoholic torture. So that's my problem. Essentially, that's my problem. And I learn in step one that I have to concede to this and I have to admit to this, that my body and my mind, right, are completely uh, without hope, that I will stay stuck in, stuck in this cycle. So, but for me, part of that step one was that if I admit to this alcoholic mind, then I also have to admit to what it's going to take to get me well, right? Um, and tradition one was just as important as step one, because my personal recovery depended upon this unity, this unity right here tonight. Um, the admission that I am indeed one of you, right? Like I had to come to that place. I resented it. My first resentment on my fifth step was being a compulsive overeater. Like I did not want to be part of this. I resisted it. I didn't want it. Like it was okay for you guys, but like I'm going to figure this thing out and then I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm not going to like hang around for 10 years, you know? That was literally... That was literally what I had in my head, like some way I was going to figure, figure this out. Um, and so, so that conceding to my innermost self, it had to include, okay, so what does that actually mean, Jennifer? Like, it means that you have to be all in with like this unity, with this fellowship, this whole together weekend, like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Um, so this unity is my lifeline. Um, this unity truly is my lifeline because in disease, I am an extreme severe isolator. And to be honest with you, in recovery, I can still 
tend to go in that direction on any given day. And that's why this unity is so important for my recovery. My recovery depends upon the unity today. Um, so I didn't want to need the phone calls. I didn't want to need the meetings. I didn't want to need the service. I used to run from all of it. Um, but I had to let you guys be my power, lowercase p, right? Like that was a big piece of step one for me. Um, so now today, when I'm on the other side of the food and it's no longer about eating compulsively, um, <clears throat> once I've been restored to sanity, you know, and I was thinking about this today, like step two, like what it means to be restored to sanity is really like, I consistently say that's poison. Like that's poison. So why would I eat poison? Right? Like if I, if I have a thought, it doesn't mean that the crazy thought never crosses my mind. Um, to have something that's not mine today, but, but it means that I recognize that it's an insane thought. That's the difference. When the, when the insane thoughts come, I can, I can call them insane thoughts. Whereas when you're in the midst of this disease, you can't tell the truth from the false, right? Until you're restored to sanity. So, <clears throat> so today I can see beyond just the unity of this group and I can, I can take this unity into my life, my family. You know, I was thinking about like how, how I used to be so self-centered. It literally was, it literally was all about me in my family as well. Like if I felt it, I said it. If I didn't want to do it, I didn't do it. Like it was just that simple, right? Um, but today I want to protect the unity in my family and in my life. And even like within myself, like with God, like, like staying in that place with God where I'm not divided, where I'm not doing things that like break my own spirit, you know, like that I know are not God's will. I can't live in that place today. Like I have to have unity all around. And if it gets disrupted, I know exactly where to go to get it back. 10, 11, 12, right? Um, <clears throat> so unity, choosing what's best for not just me, but for everybody around me, right? Um, that that's possible today. That's truly possible because I'm not killing myself with food. Um, so this tradition for me is like a really beautiful reminder that I can't, we can, and I care more about we, um, than I do about me which is a miracle. I mean, there's all these miracles, right? I'm not eating right now. And two, like I actually care about the welfare of other people. And I can actually make decisions today based on what's best for the whole. I mean, that's a miracle. And so as I practice these steps and I cultivate my connection with God on a daily basis, I can actually choose to close my mouth, right? Sometimes it's that simple, how to keep the unity, like close your mouth. Like, don't say that. Like, don't just say the first thought that comes to your mind. Like, wow, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's true spiritual growth for Jennifer. Um, and, you know, this, this segues right into tradition two 
for me. Um, because there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. I love those words. And again, if I'm still struggling to put the food down or keep the food down, I have to look at this tradition as it relates to the step, step two. Um, a loving God, right? So do I believe that this power, capital P now that we're talking about, tradition one is about that lowercase, but tradition two points me also to step two, which then looks at capital P, right? This power. And do I believe that I'm going to be taken care of? Do I believe that I can do this trust fall and that I'll be okay? Like, what do I believe about this God? came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, right? And then tradition too is telling me that this is a loving God that is governing this whole thing that we're doing here, a loving God. So I have to ask myself, like, do I believe that? Do I, do I believe that that's what I'm giving my life to? And I didn't. I thought I did, but I actually didn't believe that it was a loving God. I knew there was love in there, but it also was mixed in with like a lot of judgment and a lot of like being mad at me every time I picked up the food and just a lot of negativity that was all wrapped up in there. And that made it really, really hard for me to believe that I was going to be restored to sanity. Um, so how does God express himself? Like one of the ways is through this group, like these thoughts, these shares, you know, all these words, you know, everything you've ever heard on a meeting that you find helpful, that's God. You know, if you're struggling with the God concept, like anything I say tonight that is helpful to you, that's God, right? That's God speaking through me right now. Um, this program is God's channel and all of you are God's channel to me. Um, so if you're not sure whether God is loving, just start attributing all the love that you feel in this program and that you sense in this program, just start attributing all of that to God, right? Um, and, you know, start leaning into the reality that like every thought that keeps us blocked from that love um, is a lie, because the truth is that God loves you and wants to rescue you from this disease, period, period. And the truth is that Jennifer, we just lost your sound. Not a little bit. There you are, gotcha. Not just with food, that whole can't differentiate stuff, that, that flows over into those other areas, especially when it comes to how do I see God, right? Like, do I really believe that this is a loving God? And so when I, thank you. And when I get to the other side, when I'm living beyond the food, which, which thank God for today, I certainly am. You know, I get to become a trusted servant and that's what we become right? We become trusted servants. When I was in my disease, I could not be trusted with anything. You know, 
Um, you can't trust anything I say when I'm in the food. You can't trust any of us. Um, we will do whatever we have to do to eat, right? Um, and so when food was my God, I was the girl that, you know, would put three cheesecakes in my bag at the grocery store at the self-checkout and I would pay for one. Um, and today I am a girl that, you know, will walk back into the store in the pouring rain, freezing cold, just to tell them, hey, you, you didn't charge me for this, right? That's the difference. Like we become trusted servants when we get to the other side of this disease. Um, we can keep our word. And so today, you know, I can be trusted and I am a servant, a willing servant. You know, I ask questions all day long. God, what would you have me do right now? Like, what would you have me say? What would you have me be? Where would you have me go? Like completely dependent, like completely dependent, right? Um, so those are my questions because I'm a servant. I do God's will. That's what we're doing here. Um, and here's the truth. I can ask those questions open-ended because I trust the person that I'm asking. I trust this loving God is governing, not just this program, this meeting, this group, but my life. And so because I trust in that power, I can ask those questions because I really want to hear the answer because I know he has my back. And I know that those answers are going to lead me to a much better place than I can come up with on my own. So I just have to keep asking, right? So I, as I look at these first two traditions, and certainly, I mean, this is kind of where I went today as I, as, I, as I looked at this stuff. But as I look at these first two traditions, God showed me, you know, how the first two steps were just hiding right in there and how it all just goes very much hand in hand. And I want to remind everybody that, you know, our primary purpose is to point each other towards the solution to all of our problems, Right. And my solution today, your solution today, will always be God as he expresses himself through this program, through these steps, and through this group. So whatever you have to do, do whatever you have to do to get to the other side of the food. It is worth it. Do not give up. Keep coming back. These traditions are beautiful, and so are these steps, and so is our beautiful, loving God. And with that, I pass. Wow. Thank you, Jennifer. Amazing. Um, okay. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Okay, who would like to share? Uh, first up, it looks like we have Scout. Hi, um, I just messaged you, Jennifer, also sorry. Uh, pimple cream on my face right now um but I just wanted to share because um I think my friend here Jody who's also on the meeting uh shared this meeting with me and this is my second time on this meeting and 
both times have just been exactly what I needed to hear. Um, I'm leaving treatment uh, tomorrow morning and I couldn't ask for just like more, such a powerful message. Um, It's been really hard stepping away from my life to get my shit in order. And I think something you said, like that idea of torture, like that idea that I am, (laughs) I'm get, I'm the one that's choosing suffering really. Like, yes, there is a lot of trauma and shit that's happened, but like, I don't have to choose to see that every day. Um, And that's because I have this support and I feel like I didn't see how much the support could be there because I feel like it goes through finding the right group. Um, And I'm just really grateful tonight to be on this meeting and to have found this, yeah, this community once I'm going home and things are going to be a little bit scarier. So thank you, Jennifer. Thank you everyone for being here because it's, it means more to me. I mean, I, I know you all know, but it means a lot to me. So thanks. I'll pass. Thanks, Scout. Welcome to the meeting. Uh, next up, we have Katie. Thanks, Michelle. And thank you, Jennifer. Uh, I really liked your share. One of the things you said that really stood out to me was how you said um, that you don't do things that break your spirit and that when things like that come up, you know exactly what to do, 10, 11, and 12. And for me, like I got through the steps and then I got really lazy. So I wasn't doing 10, 11, 12. And then what I found happened was my foundation started to shake a bit. Um, And so like, for me, I like almost like 10, 11, 12, almost felt like out of reach because I started to question like the basics, you know? And I've always had a hard time with the God thing um, as I hear all the time, but it, it is difficult in the beginning. But um, I found that when I looked for things, not even looking for things, like the other day I was running and I had mean thoughts in my head and a bird <laughs> flew, basically flew into my face, like tried to like knock me out be like, what are you doing? What, do, what are you thinking? And I'm like, okay, fine. And like another thing that happened recently, I shared this with a couple of my friends, um, all morning I was wrapped up in my head because the first thing that goes is the brain, right? Like you just start getting wrapped up in all of your things and trying to control everything and get obsessed with everything. And I was like that all morning being cruel to my family. And my toddler walks up to me with a little scribbled piece of paper. And she's like, here, mom, this is a message for you. And I was like, oh, thank you. What does it say? And she looks up at me. She's like, thank you, God. And I'm like, yep. Thank you, God. All morning, I was thinking about what I don't have, what I want to change, how my life sucks. No, no, I need to wake up and I need to remind myself of one, two, and three and say, thank you, God, every day. And it just, I just thought that was amazing. And I wanted to share that with everybody. Thank you for your service. Thanks, Katie. Next up, we have Kelly. Hi, Kelly G, Compulsive Overeater. 
Thank you so much, Jennifer. I, you know, I relate so much. The higher power has definitely been the hardest part for me in program. And, you know, I feel like everyone, right? We all have that one person when you see them and you're like, I immediately don't like them. It's like that one person you're either jealous of, you're resentful of, they're better than you, they drive it. And that was my higher power. Like immediately I was like, oh no, 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 no. How did I get here? All these things have happened. My boyfriend broke up with me. I hate my life. And it was like, so why would I trust a higher power? And, you know, I'm constantly reminded of, you know, that that's not my higher power. My higher power is everything but trying to harm me. And I spoke with a fellow earlier today and she says for every negative thought, she thinks of three positive thoughts about herself. And I was like, geez, three, like in my head, I'm like, that's a lot, you know? But it's funny, today I did some self-care and I got a massage and I really love that. Um, I love doing that, it's such a treat. And, you know, it was this little woman and she was so tiny. And I was like, how is she gonna handle all this, you know? And it was like, her hands were so small. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna take like two hands to fit what? And I said, oh my gosh, I was like, there I go, Kelly. And I'm like, literally on the bed. And I was like, I changed the thought to like, you so deserve this, Kelly. This is, this is gonna feel so good. And I'm thinking about when I wanna book my next one. And like, but it is so automatic to think about like everything wrong. And that God to me, as of today, is not negative. Those negative voices is not God. It's only the positives. Um, so when I walk around feeling like everything negative, it's like, that's my disease. And I've never been able to differentiate the two. Um, you know, it's the thought you want that you want that dessert, you want that so bad, that's going to taste so good. And you're going to feel so good eating it. But that's the disease. And I, have up until now, like I've had such a hard time differentiating because even if it was the disease, I didn't care. It was that loud. I didn't even care. I just had to shut it up. And the only way to shut it up was to eat. And, um, you know, today I'm just learning how to do things differently. And um, it's taken a while, it's taken a long, long time, years, but I, um, I'm willing and I'm open. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Kelly. Next up, we have Rich. Uh, thank you. Uh, my name's Rich. I'm on a compulsive overeater. Uh, Jennifer, thank you for your share. And um, let's I, I've not heard an inside of the traditions in quite some time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, um, I'm, I'm struggling in one of my other programs. Um, I'm sober, but I'm struggling. My marriage is struggling. Um, I don't want to get a sponsor in this program because um, I'm going to go see my family for the holidays. And the only common thing we have at this point is food. I I don't have a real connection, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be out of my routine for the next few days. I'm not gonna have access to meetings to the level I do at home. That's for, that's I'm struggling with that idea right now. That thought, and for the first time tonight, as as many meetings as I've sat in on. It's the first time I've ever heard and agreed that I have an illness. 
Um, so anyway, I, I think I just wanted to check in and say that out loud. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Next up, we have Michelle O. Hi, guys. I'm Michelle Ozzy, Compulsible Reader, Bulimic in Michigan. Um, I really, really appreciated the share tonight in this meeting and this fellowship. Um, I had another meeting, an in-person meeting to go to, but I just wanted to be here with you guys tonight, and I'm really glad that I made that choice. And um, my experience um, with my eating disorder and all this stuff is, is for a very long time, I only used human aid. You know, I didn't, I, I actually enrolled in a treatment center once and on the admission form, I, I specified that I wanted no spiritual component to my treatment, please and thank you. But here's $10,000. It was a waste of money, guys. Um, but um, I, as I got into OA, I was more willing to accept the spiritual, but then I was critical of the humans that I saw and I questioned and I, I, I didn't want, like I heard shared, like I didn't want those rules to apply to me and really super duper want to be different because I don't really want to have to do all this work and give up all this stuff. And, um, and it feels like work to make three phone calls a day and to go to all these meetings and to transition from you know, a stranger and a phone number to, to a relationship and one that requires maintenance. So it's only recently that I've really let myself get the gifts of the fellowship. And um, I just really appreciated the way it was shared tonight because I can't access my higher power without you guys, without this fellowship. Otherwise I'm keeping score in my head, which is what I do with food. And I changed a rule that can't differentiate the true from the false. And it doesn't have you know, anything tangible for me to grasp to, but you, the fellowship wouldn't work if there wasn't the big P, right? We need the depth and weight and that's where we get it from. And so I just love to hear it shared and expressed in that way tonight it really made sense. Um, I like, uh, I like this idea of naming, like, this is God, what I'm saying. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And I, and I definitely affirm it, it felt that way to me with that. I passed. Thanks. Thank you, Michelle. Next up, we have Jana. Jana. Hi, it's Jana. Jana. I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic. So grateful to be here. Grateful you're all here and grateful to be in a state of recovery for today. And um, I still can't believe it. It's pretty crazy. I still can't believe I'm not binging and purging every night. Every night. Um, I can't believe it. Um, Thank you so much, Jennifer, for your share. I, I put it in the chat, but I'll say it again. I can't, I'm glad that this is recorded because I will be listening again. You just hit us with so many gems that I need to like write them all down. Um, and I heard my story more than once in, in your share. So thank you. Um, I loved when you talked about the recovery difference. Um, and for me, some of the recovery difference that's come up recently, um, this weekend was pretty crazy for me. My phone broke Saturday morning. And so I, I altered all my plans to get my phone fixed. And um, I had been battling being tied to my phone more than usual, not knowing how to 
create a healthy boundary around that. God really took care of that for me. Um, And, you know, the recovery difference is that instead of just being wrapped up and just being so stressed out about it, I am meant to reflect on what role should a phone play in my life? You know, should I be taking a day off per week from my phone? Um, the recovery difference is also, it, it's just, it's vast and wide. Um, another point that you touched upon in, in trusting God and like really wanting to, to hear from God. I remember in the beginning, I was so scared of that answer, right? I didn't trust that at all. And now I know that that is the best thing for me, even if it's scary, that's better than any idea I've got because <laughs> um, uh, I've tried all my ideas. They haven't worked by now. So, um, and uh, yeah, I, I have so much more I could share, but I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jana. Next up, we have Aaron B. Hi, everyone. I'm Aaron, a recovering compulsive overeater near Chicago. Um, I... I'm just glad this is a safe space because I'm just going to say all the things. I came to this meeting against my will tonight. Um, I usually can't wait to be here. And tonight, you know, I just, I shared part of my fifth step yesterday. We got through all my resentments and the um, superiority is is an overwhelming theme. I mean, like one after the other, after the other, after the other, like I was, disgusted just like kept saying it and it's so gross and I just hate that and I went to bed last night and I could not sleep so today has been rough (laughs) like I just become a monster when I have nights like that and um I just like see I don't know I feel like I see myself much more clearly and I'm not trying to be in morbid reflection but it's a little daunting um but all of this to say, thank you, Jennifer. You know, I'm, I already feel better being here. I knew that I would, it's a gift to be able to, you know, like I say the first three steps in the morning. So it doesn't matter if my will was to go finish Wentworth tonight. Cause I only have one episode left, you know, like it doesn't matter because I've already decided at the beginning of the day that I'm here to do God's will and tell me, you know, like, and it's amazing that I can just as an addict, like, I want what I want when I want it. I'm used to just like, I do what I want. That's how I live my life. Like I'm a single girl. I do whatever I want, you know? And so just to have the discipline to like be here tonight and turn my camera on and talk to you guys, even that feels like a gift. And I love that we talked about unity because like I can look around these rooms and these screens and I'm looking at so many of you in this moment that I've connected with, like on such a deep level and just I feel so much different already just being here. So thank you for making this such a safe place. It's like my favorite place to be. And I'm super, I'm just so glad that you guys are, you know, you're here for for all of it and we can just show up as we really are. Thank you. Okay. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares with the Zoom host, please stop the recording. <laughs>